0: Sponsors. Keith Singer is registered with and securities offered through InvestorCore, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Singer Wealth Advisors, Singer Wealth Management and Singer Wealth Advisors are not affiliated with InvestorCore. The opinions and recommendations contained in this broadcast are those of Keith Singer and Singer Wealth Management and not of InvestorCore. Past performance is not a guarantee of future performance. Upon liquidation, your investment may be worth more or less than its original cost. The investments discussed may be suitable for only some investors. This is Prosper with Keith Singer. Every day, Keith brings you innovative strategies and world-class investment products to help you secure your financial future. Mr. Singer has appeared on CNBC's Closing Bell. He has been quoted as a financial expert in the Wall Street Journal, U.S. News and World Report, Business Week, Money Magazine, Financial Advisor Magazine, Investment Advisor Magazine, and Kiplinger's. Keith has been helping clients make smart financial choices for the past 17 years through his comprehensive wealth management firm, Singer Wealth Management. For the solution to your financial problems, call toll-free 1-866-WEALTHY. That's 1-866-WEALTHY. And now today's edition of Prosper with Keith Singer. Hi, this is Keith Singer. You're listening to Prosper. We have a special guest who is a very successful investor that you probably have seen on Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary, a.k.a. Mr. Wonderful. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for being with us.
1: Great to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, I want, to, I want to ask you if we have a little time about your experience with Shark Tank. But first, many of our listeners may be surprised to learn that you own an investment company called O'Shares that focuses on stocks with high dividends and low volatility so how did you get into the investment business?
1: Well, years ago, back in 1997, um, on a huge liquidity event, I sold the learning company, Mattel, for $4.2 billion. And th- those of us that were founders uh, decided to set up family trusts. And so the genesis of O'Shares is really to serve that family trust, which has a very long-term investment focus. It's designed to t- take care of kids in my extended family from birth to last day of college, and to do that in perpetuity, it actually pays out 5% a year forever. And, um, I, you know, I, everything I do in financial services now is sort of seeded by that trust that has a very long-term view. And it turns out many other people have the same objectives. They want to preserve their capital. They want some kind of a distribution every year. They want to live off their money. And that was how shares got started. I did it for the trust.
0: Gotcha. So you're taking care of the kids just to the last day of college.
1: Yeah, my mother did that to me. She, um, I should have believed her, I didn't. (laughs) She said, I'm going to stop writing checks when you graduate next month. And um, I thought that was very unfair of her, but in the long run it worked out. It sort of forces my kids to think about their future on their own and to focus their time in college on things that they think they can get a job from. And I think it's worked out okay. And remember, it takes care of their kids, so if they decide to have a family, That cost is eliminated because the trust pays full freight from birth to the last day of their children's college. And that's worth a lot if you think about it. That's a good deal. You know, everybody has a different way of looking at how you provide capital to your family. This is how I'm doing it for mine.
0: I I take it. So tell us about your investment philosophies, which which shape the way you, you behave as an investor. I understand your mother was a big influence on the way you invest. Tell us about that.
1: Well, when I was young, seven years old, my brother was five, she used to take us to the bank every week. She worked at a company called Kitty's Togs and made winter clothing for children and she put anywhere from 10 to 30 percent of her paycheck into telco bonds. She loved telco bonds because they were paying six and a half to 7 percent, five to seven year paper. And she said to my brother and I, boys, never spend the principal, only the interest. That was her whole philosophy. After she passed away 50 years later, I was the older brother and became the executive of her state. And I called my brother up, Shane, and said, you're not going to believe this. Mom's had a separate account, a secret account from both of her husband's her whole life is <laughs> jam-packed with dividend-paying stocks, 50% and 50% bonds, corporate bonds. And Over that 50-year period, she beat everybody in the family. Her returns were spectacular. I always wondered where she got all this return from, so I did some re- research. In those 50 years, 71% of the market's returns came from dividends, not capital appreciation. So today, I do not own a single stock that doesn't pay a dividend. That's my investment philosophy.
0: Yeah, I know you like your cash flow. So tell us about the ETFs and how it uses that philosophy.
1: So what happened was when I designed the trust in 97, I put some rules in place, and here they are. And I think the listeners will understand this. It's prudent, but here's how how it went. I said that it would, the trust would be 50% equities that pay dividends and 50% fixed income. It would rebalance to 50-50 every, every January 31st. No one name, no one company would ever be more than 5% of the portfolio. So if you own GE stock on the equity side and you own GE bonds, you would only have a maximum of 5%. No sector represented more than 20% yet every sector was represented all of the time. And here's the kicker. The trust has to pay out 5% a year in perpetuity, no leverage, no derivatives. It's fully invested all the time, no funky chicken stuff. This is really boring in nature. But 5% a year was very easy back in 97 because you simply bought a bunch of government bonds and unis. Today you can't do that anymore. So those were the covenants. In terms of what the trust was, and when I went to the, you know, and I've used every manager you know, every hedge fund hmm. company, every private equity company, every alternative asset class. I've owned forests, with the theory being that the trees grew, <laughs> you had free inventory. And all, what I learned over many years is that every 78 years, even the best manager either goes flat or blows up. Right. So three years ago, I said, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to create my entire equity portfolio out of ETFs because there's no style drift. They're very tax efficient, they're very low cost. When an ETF rebalances, you don't get capital gains because they do it in-kind stocks, so it's a good tax answer. So I was excited, I told my researchers, go out and find me all the ETFs in the market that pay dividends and I'll build the entire trust portfolio out of ETFs. Lo and behold, there are basically 49 of them, 49 ETFs to pay dividends. Every single one of them is market cap weighted, which means that a name like Apple is 14% of the index, or the top three names are 30%. That breaches my 5% covenant, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't use any of them. So one of the great advantages of being a shark these days is everybody returns my calls. Mm-hmm. And I called up the head of FTSE Russell, the biggest index firm on earth, and said, "I can't use any of your products. I want to build a new one." And that's how O'Share started. I built it for the trust. And it's done a phenomenal job in performance. It's beat the S&P by 900 basis points since inception. It's very good at weeding out bad companies because I put a bunch of rules in place.
0: Okay. So your your ETF, the symbol's OUSA, that's the, that's the United States one using domestic stocks. Yep. And
1: well, so- here's, here's, what, here's what I did. I said, in the United States, we've got fantastic companies. But because interest rates have been so low, I wanted to put some rules in place when I built this index, and I asked Flitzy Russell to build it specifically for me in a way they'd never done before. I said, look, what I've learned over time is if a company is using debt to maintain its dividend or grow it, I don't want to own it. If a company is using sales accruals like WorldCom did, sales accruals are booking a sale without cash, I don't want to own it. But here's the secret sauce to my ETFs. I asked them to put a special test in place that I've used over years to tell me when things are going wrong in the company. It's called return on assets. When you have a slowdown on return on assets, it means something's not working. Something's not selling. Inventory is building up. It's not turning over. And bad things are going to happen down the road. So I asked them to take every company's quarterly data and see which ones were slowing return on assets. Because if all of a sudden you are making you know refrigerators and they're not selling, your ROA is slowing down because your inventory, all the refrigerators that are backing up in inventory, start growing larger, become less productive. The company is slowing its ROA, I don't want to own it. So when you put all those rules together and you test, every company in America, only 144 make it in OUSA. And here's what you get, 20% less volatility, 50% more yield. The S&P only yields 2.1%, OUSA yields 283 Right. That's a lot more, and it's outperforming the S and P wildly because it ejects companies like Apple and Disney because they have bad ROA statistics.
0: So how often do you apply this filter to the stocks? How often are you making changes?
1: Every th- the third week in January, third week in January every year. Sorry, third week in September every year. Every stock gets reviewed, so it's a new hockey draft. Okay. Every 90 days, every stock gets. Haircut back to five percent. So last quarter, J and J was six point two. We cut it back to five. So you get a very diversified portfolio, really good performance, and superlative yield. It's really boring, but it works. So
0: year to date, you're up about what seven?
1: And the S and P's up about. We're two up about. Well, since it's, it only started July fourteenth of last year, it's up nine. It's up nine percent ahead of the S and P, and it's about five percent ahead of uh, the S&P right now, so about 7% return, that's right.
0: So it's beating the S&P. What, what's your thoughts on international investing?
1: I love Europe because it's significantly discounted. So we did the same index, OUSA is the United States, OEUR is for Europe, same rules, the best balance sheets in Europe. It's yielding a lot more yield. Europe's yielding about 3.6% on that portfolio.
0: Right.
1: The average market cap in OUSA is $128 billion. The average market cap in OEUR is $75 billion. But What people don't realize about these European stocks, take Nestle, mm-hmm. you know Roche. These are companies people think are American companies because most of their sales are in the U.S., but in fact, they're European. So you're getting them up to a 20% discount with much higher yields. So those are the kind of companies we own in, o- in Europe. Same with Asia. So a- OASI is the Asian index. The way I own them is I'm 50% U.S. and OUSA. 25% in Europe, 25% in Asia.
0: Okay, well, it's a definitely a compelling story. We've definitely been adding O shares to some of our portfolios. So far, so good. So keep the outperformance going, okay?
1: Oh, absolutely. Listen, <laughs> I own this stuff. In cash, I trust. That's why I like dividends.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed that on TV. You're always asking for some good cash flow for, in, as your deals. So let me ask you this real exactly. quick. As you be, Since you become a celebrity, you've been on TV so often, Um Is it fun being famous where everyone knows you? Do you ever miss being able to walk around, uh, you know, without everyone knowing who you are?
1: You know, last week I was in San Francisco airport and an 11-year-old girl came up to me and said, you should have done a convert up 20%. (laughs) And I thought to myself, how is it possible that an 11-year-old would know what a convert is? And her mother came up to me and said, she's a math whiz. And after the show, she went online and learned it herself. How good is that? I mean, they don't even teach that in school. I have nothing to be ashamed of. We're so proud of the fact that young people want to be entrepreneurs in America and are learning the tools of the trade. It's a wonderful outcome.
0: I will say, whenever you start watching one of the episodes, you just have to see what happens, and you can't turn it off. And it's always on all the time. So I'm sure uh, you know, it's probably a lot of fun doing that, and you probably get some great deals. Any uh, great deals you got on that show that you made tons of money on?
1: Oh yeah, Book is the biggest exit ever. Seventy-five thousand dollars to fourteen point five million cash in eleven months. Wicked Good Cupcakes, my first royalty deal, first royalty deal I've ever done on Shark Tank four years ago, is the highest IRR deal ever. I've got two new products coming. One is a Lumabowl, which is which lights up your toilet bowl. It's exploding in
0: sales. <laughs> wow.
1: I'm going to light up every toilet bowl in America. It's amazing. Bottle Breacher has been a huge hit. We take used ordnance. Eli and Jen, he's an ex-vet. We worked with the American Sniper for three terms of duty in Afghanistan, and now we're doing $10 million on openers and utilities for barbecues and wine openers. O'Leary Wine, $10 million in sales this year. These are all Shark Tank products.
0: Well, hear that, listeners. This man, a.k.a. Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, he knows how to make money, and if you're interested in his ETFs, give us a call at 866-WEALTHY. Or you can uh, purchase them yourself online in your own accounts. Anyway, Kevin, thank you so much for being with us and uh, sharing your uh, your ETFs and what they're all about and your investment philosophy. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I love to talk about money early in the morning.
0: Thank you, Kevin. You're listening to Prosper with Keith Singer. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dot.
1: You can reach Keith anytime at 866-WEALTHY. That's 866-WEALTHY. Or go online at SingerWealth.com. Do you ever wonder if the financial strategies you are currently using are actually underperforming or inefficient? Or perhaps you're unaware of the best methods to achieve the financial security that you are seeking. If you and your spouse would benefit from the counsel of a certified financial planner to assist you with the implementation of a predictable income, investment, and succession plan, or you simply want to discuss your financial concerns with an experienced advisor and licensed Florida attorney who specializes in serving the needs of clients in or nearing retirement, you should call Keith Singer. At 1866 Wealthy. That's 1866 Wealthy. Or go to www.singerwealth.com.